It's never too late to talk about it. Or we might talk yes. about pulling out. Sweet and warm. That's me. Kinda That's like that. me. <laughs> <laughs> she just shot the pen across the room. Yo, this is your boy, Gail Yo, This is Common Conversations. And I want to welcome you to a new segment, a new series. Um, we've got some really dope sponsors who are actually making this happen. Um, and so we'll talk about them a little later. But this new series is Let's Talk About Sex. All the things um, that we that are taboo, the things we don't talk about, the things we want to talk about. And if you'll notice, I'm a little outnumbered here, so I have to be on my best <laughs> behavior. There's some promises <laughs> that was made, right? So I have three beautiful women here. Um, I'm going to start there because they said I could start however I want it, and then they're going to chime in as we get it. So we got Dr. Ashley, we got Amir, we got Reese, and they're going to tell you who they are um, as we begin this journey. So this is going to be both a podcast as well as something that we throw out in the social media world, YouTube, etc. So you'll be able to watch as well as tune in um, while you're driving down the road. So don't wreck because we may use um, some language that you're not accustomed to, like <laughs> orgasm, right? Because we've learned not everybody has orgasm. Or we might talk Tax. about pulling out. Because as you know about this uh, conversation... Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We're not talking about that. We talk about everything under the sun. But first, let's get into, as this is our first show, why we came together to do this thing. Anybody want to start, like, just... I feel like Amir wants to start. Amir wants to start. I was really praising, like, first show! But I guess I was also volunteering. Uh, what was the question again? Why we're doing this? <laughs> so now you know how this is going to roll. Right? <laughs> so why are we got the drinky drink yet. Like, why did we come together to talk about sex? What what sex means to us? What it means to society? We wanna, we're going to share research. We're going to bring in some experts who are going to guide us through consent and a, a number of other things. But for us on this first show, like, why should audience chime in, hang out with us for at least an hour um, as we discover who we are individually and it maybe as a group. Because <laughs> sex is empowering and we need to talk about that more. We need to talk about how we can, I feel, like take control of our magic as human beings through sex. And it's such a taboo conversation across the globe and even down to other like cultural aspects of it. And I think like all those need to be discussed as well. So we got to talk about sex because we got to talk about sex. Not a lot of people talking about it in the capacity that we need it to, you know, as in relatable, honest, transparent, and analysis. An analysis. Sex analysis? Sex What's analysis? sex analysis? It's just more conversation. We're going to focus. We're going to focus. Dr. Ashley, what's here? up? Yeah. Um, so I think everything that Amir said, I completely and 100% wholeheartedly agree with. Um, from my standpoint as a medical professional, I come to it from the standpoint that sex is a health and wellness issue. Like we don't talk about it enough to, um, and I think we're going to go into women and ability to find pleasure in sex and how important that is and pleasure in life beyond that. And just the fact that when we don't talk about it, we don't equip ourselves and our communities with information to prepare them. So then we're not in situations where we're having to deal with STDs, um, mistimed and unwanted pregnancies and all of the other things that can come with sex on the other side when we're not prepared to have it. Um, And that's not even to start breaking down the mental health disorders that can come from sex if we are not prepared. So from my standpoint, I think it's extremely important that we have real conversations about sex and sexuality early so that our kids grow up equipped with information to make good decisions so they can enjoy this beautiful thing that we've been gifted with and not, you know, have to deal with the taboo or be scared. Or be scared. Be scared. Yeah. 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 Okay, I got you. Reese, what's up? 
For me, I think as a pleasure researcher, talking about sex is understanding pleasure at its like most basic form. And so the more that we can understand sex and pleasure within ourselves, the more that we can understand pleasure in other areas of our lives and live more like fulfilling and truly joyful lives. I, I love all of that. So I, why are you here? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why are you trying to skip over your part? Sure, well, trying, you know, since I made promises to be an adult and, and not be childish. No, honestly, because, you know, I talk about sex all the time. Um, and to I'm, who? Everybody. <laughs> like, all the time, everybody. And mostly <laughs> myself. Sometimes Dr. Ashley, but she has to tell me to behave. I have to um, know. <laughs> Because we're not hearing it. Honestly, I, I love sex, right? I love the, all the ideas about sex. I understand pleasure. I love I love being with women and the sensuality and the intimacy that comes with that. Yeah. So in many ways, it's not for me, it's not always about sex, right? Sex is kind of the, the cherry on top, right? Definitely if you can build a relationship and you can have this great intimacy with a person. And so for me, sex has always been like this third conversation in my life, okay. right? It's, it's where our souls meet, right? It's an mm-hmm. out-of-body out experience. And I believe 100% in pleasure. I don't like so, that. Where our souls uh, meet. Souls mm-hmm. you know, like that. Yeah. Down. So, that was real deep. Man, I'm just saying, like, you know, and so I think, I think having that conversation, and I'm always curious about where, what other people's experiences are and their education, right? Because we, we, we did, so for those who are watching or listening, we did the screen test. And if I could bring it up, like we had this, this conversation and we were talking about, um, um, I made an assumption that moms talk to daughters mm-hmm. about A sex. A poor assumption. Right, okay. right, poor yes. assumption. Oh and gosh. so during this conversation, you know, y'all, y'all corrected me and was like, no, nah, that didn't happen for me this way. Or that didn't happen for me this way. And I had to go home and it was like, because I had a 19-year-old daughter and I was thinking... You know, I've been intentional, but Rishu asked me, did I talk to my daughter about pleasure? And I was like, yeah, I think I did, but not in the sense of, you know, where is your, your clitoris, right? You know, mm-hmm. or what is it, you know. Like parts. But, yeah, but parts. But we, we talked about overall arching, looking at and feeling good and how, understanding your body, good, bad touch, you know, yeah. um, and how to engage. So I had to think about that. Even though we had that conversation, I answered, I had to go home and be like, did I do this right? You know, and then I talked to my wife and then, you know, I was like, and she's like, so you want to have this conversation with her now, now that she's 19? And I'm thinking, <laughs> it's never yeah, too late to right? talk yeah. about it. So, yeah. Like, so. sex continues <clears throat> after Forever. that first time that you have sex. I think a lot of, we were talking about talking to your kids about sex and Sometimes it is, if you even get that conversation, it's that one conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, we were just saying, don't get pregnant. You oh, have that one yes. conversation, and don't then no one it. ever revisits it. You yes. just kind of have to learn it on your own. Yeah, my yeah. sex talks yeah. with my mom were definitely, like, fear-mongering at work because yeah. I'm currently, like, still child-free, I guess. That's <laughs> <laughs> trauma or something. Success. But it was always centered, it always came back to here's how you have a baby, sex is how you have a baby, don't have a baby. Mm Period. Okay, so don't have sex. (laughs) Later, condoms was introduced to me and, you know, protection and then maybe more sex can be a little bit more pleasurable, but don't be a hoe, you know? (laughs) <laughs> don't be a whore and go out here and be fast and do all this, that, and the third, which now I'm later learning, like, that's also perfectly okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I was hearing about, you know, the intimacy part and how sex is, like, 
the third part of the conversation or whatever. And I'm just like, well, what about for the folks? Well, that's the very first thing. I'm trying to get in and out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I've never been an in and out person. So I, now I will tell you my, my, my second introduction to sex. So after I lost my virginity, um, that was an in and out relationship. But that was fire. Right. Okay. I, I know her name. Uh, right. Like I remember her. I looked for her for a while. Today. <laughs> right. Because, you know, my, my first time wasn't all that hot. Mm-hmm. Right. It was, you know, I, I would was, like to meet someone whose first time was that part. Mine was great, actually. What? You yeah. did say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very I feel very grateful uh-huh. because I don't hear that a lot, especially from women. That's like dope. that their first time was like um an intimate experience. Yeah. It was like the in and out, like what you were saying. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think that part of that part of what made that like that was the person. Mm-hmm. And um, different people get socialized differently sure. around losing their virginity. And if you have a person who's also socialized to this should be an experience that's pleasurable for both people um, and that they get talk about consent and communication before, it makes a difference. I, I think the problem that. is that mm-hmm. just what we were saying, people don't have those conversations around yeah. that. Now, my parents didn't have that conversation with me, but in my mind, I was like, this is what I want this to be like. And when yeah, I yeah. talked to that person, I was like, this is what I want this to be. I'm just happy you even talked to them and told them what you wanted to do. I was going like. to say that autonomy right there is super dope. Yeah. yeah. How do you, so as women, how do you get to a place where you can have that conversation and say, this is what it should be like, right? You know, I think and, that takes time. Yeah. Because yeah, you I, know, there's this level of self-efficacy, like in you believing that you, one, deserve yeah. to have a pleasurable experience, to even know that that's a possibility. Um, and then... It's, it's, I think it's also kind of a part of a conversation about boundaries. Like, your expectations for this is, I don't want it if it's not X. And I think sex can be a part or should be a part of that. Okay. I agree. I think it's boundary setting because what I saw, I, I didn't lose my virginity until the summer before my senior year. Mm-hmm. And what I saw from my friends was them having these experiences of these people that they didn't really know that well and they didn't have great experiences. And I hear that all the time. And so when I'm watching my friends go through this experience, I'm like, I want mine to be different than that. And what you said about the self-worth and what you deserve, we had the conversation about women get socialized to please men. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was definitely not focused on orgasm. Yeah, you asked me, like, you know, focusing on masturbation. I was like, girl, I ain't do none of that. (laughs) Right. Right. Wow. I wasn't explained or educated on how orgasm works. You actually got to put in some work. You got to know your body. Yeah. I didn't know none of that shit. So being with people, I just felt I'm here for you. And I'm pleased that you please. And that's that. But after that first one. Then you, it changes. It changes the whole game. It changes. But you don't get none of that. Like we either have to explore and go through all those crappy experiences or hear our friends, unfortunately, go through those experiences to really start to dig into what you want. So, like, yeah. my answer with that is, I don't fucking know. <laughs> right. And so, like, imagine if we talked to... I'm like... Imagine if we talked to our daughters early on about, like, what that experience could look like. Because mm-hmm. oh, we know what it they could... They would just grab life by any body part. Balls, vaginas, arms. Like, yeah. I just feel like they would have such a grip on so much, even down to the confidence within themselves and their purpose 
for their life and in this world. And like I, the I just, fullness of their womanhood yes. yeah. is also held back. Mm-hmm. And to have those, commu- those conversations because they know it's okay to say, I desire an experience like this and I'm going to advocate for it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. We're, we're really talking about a different level of empowerment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So women understood pleasure as a whole, mm-hmm. not just sex. Like what it means to actually be themselves, well, know what so they want, what they I desire. Will, I won't say that women don't understand pleasure. Okay. I think women embracing pleasure as something that they are entitled to as well. Okay. Because mm-hmm. women know how to please. We please everybody else. That's a good point. We gotcha. just don't gotcha. embrace, you know, it's the, we're not taking the cape off for long enough to say, I want to get mine too. Or, I deserve yeah. to have this feeling as well. Okay. And I deserve... All of that. Yeah. So my homeboy would call that patriarchy. Teach, well, maybe. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's done with our purpose, but, y'all. <laughs> my homeboy would call that teaching women to be hyper independent. <clears throat> if I teaching women to be hyper independent. Um, see, I taught my daughter now to be hyper independent. So for me, like, I, I don't want my daughter, I want my daughter to experience everything that she wants to experience in life. Mm-hmm. I want her to put herself first. So even as a kid, I taught her to combat me, right? So, and, and now she grew up, I, I, it, it challenged me a little bit because I had to remember who I trained and who I raised, <laughs> right? So when we would have conversations, she'd be like, no, dad. Like, who are you talking to? Who the fuck are you talking to? Back up, right? Because I taught you to think for yourself. Yeah. I taught you to own your own positions. And I taught you to, to critically think what you want, mm-hmm. right? So if you don't want to have a conversation with me right now, then you get to do that, mm-hmm. right? Now, there are times because a parent, you know, whatever, but that hopefully as she rolls out into the world, she she owns that. And so whether it's financial, emotional, you know, I I... We did our best to give her that level. Now, that's where that hyper-independency came from. Because my guy was like, man, your daughter's so hyper-independent. I was like, I don't ever want her to rely on anybody. See, I wouldn't say it's hyper-independent. I would just say it's independent. it's independent. I think the adjective of hyper when it comes to saying that a woman can take care of herself is saying that society doesn't think a woman can take care of herself. So that right. a woman taking care of herself is hyper-independent. Mm-hmm. It really isn't it hyper-independent. Is it's just being an independent mm-hmm. person. Gotcha. Which men and women both deserve to have. Yeah. yeah. So we like, should just throw hyper-independence out. You should throw the hyper yeah. out. Yeah. You raise yeah. an independent yeah. woman yeah. who can mm-hmm. advocate for herself, which is how men are raised in general, and we don't call it hyper-independent. Yeah, we just call it independent. Yeah, yeah We're raised to be selfish. Shit, mm. you know? Yeah. Well, and is being selfish selfish? I mean, we have no, to take care all. of ourselves. Yeah, not at all. You know. I just feel like if you're a woman, like, everything you do is scrutinized to some extent like that. Like, we're the ones being called selfish. We're the ones being called bossy. We're the ones being called hyper-independent. Of course. And yeah, we're the one that's a hoe. And I'm just like, Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. So you keep whispering that in there. It's like kind of a tranquil. Say well, that. I, I felt like it was obvious, but you know. <laughs> for some. So, so in, in, a, in the world of this conversation, if we're teaching people or for people watching or listening and they're like, man, you know, how do we do this? Right. This is kind of an example of how we engage. And I appreciate y'all allowing me to be in a room and be curious because, you know, I've always heard like men shouldn't be in a room when women talk. Um, and, and they should though. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have. There's. A, I feel like there are a lot of those types of things that are permeated in society and culturally that need to be broken. Mm-hmm. And and I think even the question of why don't we talk about 
sex to our children as they're growing up and exploring their body parts and using correct terminology, that can be the root of a lot of this, you know? Yeah. Like, we wouldn't be even having the need to have this conversation. So when's a proper age to talk to your kid about sex? What do you think? So I feel like that depends on maturity level and yeah. where the kid is. Like, my son, my oldest is five, he'll be six, and he's definitely not in any way ready to have a conversation about intercourse. But he is exploring his penis, and we call it that. Like, that's the name of the part. They have asked mommy, why don't girls have a penis? So we have those conversations. God didn't give me one. Well, why? He didn't. It's his choice. (laughs) And boys have this, and girls have that. And, And that's it. And I think even creating or having or allowing space for those conversations creates an environment where as he gets older, my hope is that as he continues to explore pleasure because he wants to touch it, okay, you can touch it. Why do you touch it? Because it feels good. Great. Do it in your room. Yeah. In the privacy of your own room. Like, that is totally fine. It's yours. (laughs) I don't want to see it. Go away. I'm trying to watch TV. You do that on your own time. Like, I do that on my own time. We're going to control the exhibitionism earlier. That part. Thank you. As a sex educator, there are ways to start the conversations as early as five or even pre-K, but it has to be age appropriate. So you don't you don't teach algebra to a five year old. You don't teach intercourse to a five year old. That's an advanced topic. Um, But you can start with what does consent look like? Um, and you can do that with kids early. Yes. Like, and the good touching and bad touching. Like, that's yeah. so important. Like, yeah. and who's then, allowed to see this part of your body? Right. Who's allowed to touch it? Like, or even hugs so and intimacy. Mm-hmm. You can start yeah. that young, but it has to be age appropriate. So I, Ashley is right. It's like it, the maturity level grows and the topics grow. But you can start really early. So really, your body sex is Huge. Huge. It is. Yeah. There's so yeah. much to talk about in it. And so it's not just about early. intercourse. Mm-mm. No, no. Yeah. Uh, but that is where I think a lot of people's head goes. Mm-hmm. Like even here in Louisville, in Kentucky, we've been trying to pass a comprehensive sex education plan for Child. JCPS schools. But people immediately go, I don't want my five-year-old learning about sex. Yeah. And it's like, no one's going to teach your it's five-year-old ignorant. about sex. But we might teach your five-year-old about, um, you know, what are your parts? Intimacy and mm-hmm. boundaries and communication because that's also things that go into and that builds that conversation builds just like you learn to mm-hmm. add and you build on it yeah. and eventually you can do algebra. Maybe. I struggled a little bit. But eventually you can do a little bit of algebra. You need to record that. It was beautiful. Y'all make sure y'all cut that. Was that not recorded? It was not. We'll just say that was fucking beautiful. That's that's, that's the trailer right there. That was beautiful. I also love the body parts part because I'm struggling with that now as a 30-year-old woman. Like, I'm just learning more about my period. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, I could have maneuvered life in so many different ways as far as, like, my mental health goes and such as far as just my knowledge on how to take care of my body um, through those times. And it's just a natural part of me. So yeah, with body parts also, I know there are some books out there that do have depictions of what this looks like and that looks like. And we have people in legislation who's just like, it's porn. Mm. They're trying to put porn (laughs) in the schools. And it's just kind of like, this mindset is ridiculous on how much Fear-mongering happens, and, and, and with that, it's keeping so much knowledge and education from 
kids. Yeah. Like, and I'm saying kids because, you know, that's where we start. And then from there, you know, we crazy. But, like... It handicaps them yeah, early. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sex is just that big-ass world. Yeah. I, I mean, Never it's super that. important. I mean, I, I have a thing about touching people or people touching me. So, and then I, I you know, we grew up in, in... You don't like to be touched. Not unless I know you. Like you have, I've been like, hugging you all well, the time. You know, I love you, so mm. it works. <laughs> but like people who don't know me, like that's why I rarely shake hands, mm. right? Because I just it's a vibe. But I also been around a lot of folks who have been molested or raped or or sexually assaulted at one level or another. Family members, friends, and I remember when Suge. So we call our daughter Suge when she was little. Um, somebody wanted to give her a hug, and she was like, "No." But it was before five, right? Mm-hmm. And so at that moment, I realized, you know, she gets to choose. Yeah. It's yeah. her choice. You love that. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to hug nobody if we don't want to. Yeah. Same with the kids. Yeah. Did you ever have those family members who were like, oh, that's your uncle. Like, go, yeah. go on and get, that's your uncle. Give him a hug. Yeah. That's yeah. things that we can talk about with kids. Absolutely. Like, you have the consent whether somebody touches your body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, way. absolutely, mm-hmm. all the time. So it doesn't make you a wrong person, a not mm-hmm. nice person, or a bad person. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. autonomy, teaching autonomy. some autonomy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So having those conversations in the beginning are a beautiful thing. So as we as we get through and we venture through episode one, I, I love this conversation, and I hope everybody who's watching and listening, right, because um, we're gonna take deep dives into this. So it's about ten or twelve episodes that we're gonna introduce mm-hmm. at a, a good roundabout of of what we've talked about today. Um, any thoughts, takeaways before we go on to yes. say bye? You first, Doctor. You go ahead. You were excited about it, so I want to hear what it is. I'm going to ask my question. I was going to ask my question. What's your question? How was sex introduced to everyone? Like, how can you? The first time that you remember sex being introduced to you, like, oh, this is sex, or and not like physically are having sex. It ain't got to be like that, but. When was sex first introduced to y'all, if y'all can even remember that? Because I've been trying to think this whole time, too. Like, what the fuck? It wasn't when my mom put the condom over her arm. So Her arm? She was trying to tell me about condoms, and she put one over... She was trying to... People would try to say, like, oh, condoms oh, will break so small. easily and do all this shit. Yeah, too small. So she put one over her arm to prove and show, and then she was like... Now, if you see one this big, run. <laughs> oh, I've done that before. I am in middle no. school. <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah. yes, none. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, that was just my question to you all. Got you. Who wants to take it? I don't mind too. I mean, mine wasn't super exciting. It was on the school bus. <laughs> um, I, so I was sharing with you, maybe Reese, that yeah. I was the youngest, like to do. So I was like the last to do everything. So I was thirteen going into high school, mm-hmm. and we're young thirteen-year-old on this bus, and people were talking about sex and condoms, and I was like, "What are they talking about?" And of course, <laughs> it's like you don't want to be the one that's so like, "What are y'all talking about?" Hey, girl, person? what? Yeah. And we didn't have Google at that point either. So I went home and was like, Mom, what is a condom? And she, like, the look on her face was like, oh, we don't talk about that. We- like, <laughs> it was awful. Like, what are they teaching us like, oh, I was like, so on the bus, they were talking about these things called condoms. What are they? And she was like... You don't need to know about it. And I was like, clearly, if they're passing around on the school bus, I need to know about it. And so, what is this? Slamming on the table. What is this? How does one you? How are you keeping this from me? (laughs) So I literally made the decision at that point. I was like, so my mom will learn that I had sex when I get pregnant. 
Oh wow! Okay. Period. Basically, like that was the, we didn't we didn't talk about it. Oh, so heartbreak. I learned from friends and Pierre. In the school bus. Yeah, the school, 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 school bus. bus. You learn a lot. On hey, the bus. that school bus is interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had my first kiss on the school bus. Oh, oh I love know. that. In elementary school. Uh, oh, I still love it. <laughs> With a woman. <laughs> now you don't watch it. I know. Right? I knew you would like that. <laughs> yeah. I would say probably that it. Definitely wasn't for my parents. So I would say other peers. I can't pinpoint the exact like first time, but I remember those like being in the back of the bus and kissing and like that's like your beginnings. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember being at a sleepover and we filled condoms up with water and (gasps) throw them out the the window at a car. So it's like it's not sex per se, but Mm -hmm. it's like right in that. It's related. It's like those first steps, I think. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I love that. The condoms and the balloons. Yeah, yeah. I was like, water balloons, you know, like <laughs> as a kid. I'm a delinquent at heart. <laughs> <laughs> I do think at that same sleepover, oh my God, my mom uh, doesn't know this. It was her friends. She about But we did actually watch a porn, but we were just laughing at it. Like we just thought it was funny because we're kids and we don't know what they're doing. It didn't turn us on or anything at mm-hmm. all. It was just like, that's so funny. Look at what they're doing. And then you look back now and you're like, we probably shouldn't have been doing it. Any of that. But. <laughs> Here we are. I, you know, we got to start somewhere. Somewhere, right? right. What about you? Man, um, it's a long journey. Um, so. <laughs> you like think think back long and hard. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give you a few so minutes. So part of the- <laughs> Did you have sex when Jesus was around? <laughs> no, so I lost my virginity late in life, but I was introduced to sex. Probably at the age of six, seven. So my, um, I won't say who it was because then people know who he is. But, uh, so <laughs> I used to stick my tongue out at people been... all the time when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And, and so the grown men kid. used yeah. to be like, you know, one day you're going to make a woman happy. And so that oh. made me curious. Like, what do you do with How your tongue? How old were you? And I was like six. Dudes just uh, talk to each other like yeah. So these were grown shit. men, though. So these See were adults. Men, oh, no one they, would ever no, say that to a ever, uh, young ever. girl. Right. No one would ever well, say they that. They shouldn't have been saying it to me. It was inappropriate. But so that leads down because I'm an inquisitive person. But then later on, probably about a year or two later, I find um, a Karma Sutra book, um, and so I read the whole book mm-hmm. and Damn. I learn about body parts and shapes and positions. Mm-hmm. I begin to explore pleasure both in that space um, and then. It just it just keeps going through the journey. So, but I have this I have this interesting I don't know. I guess it's kind of a dichotomy, right? So it's it's I'm learning, but then I'm surrounded by what I would consider inappropriate sex education from adults, both men and women, mm-hmm. on this journey. So I don't learn that sexual assault is not just rape. Right. Mm-hmm. It is. It is also psychological. It is also taking children and introducing them to things that they're not ready for. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. so, yeah. So it's a, it's a long journey. So even the introduction of porn. So if you don't know about it, back in the day, um, the cable boxes that had the little the little tab across it was brown. It used to mm-hmm. sit on the table. Mm-hmm. So. You're dating. Which, yeah. You're dating us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, da- I'm definitely dating me. So y'all might not have been around that time. So I was really I'm little. I'm really trying to think. Y'all yeah. like satellite? 
But my no. godmother. <laughs> no, well, no, so, uh, yeah. It's, I was it's, around for floppy disks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was around for floppy disks. We don't have to send a picture in the group chat. Oh, okay, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, Y'all had an eight track too? Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my godmother's brother, um, when he used to babysit us, so they had cable. And what we learned is if you took a magnet and you stuck it on the top of the box, you could get all the channels. So we could get ah, the Playboy oh, channel. Right. So we would get the Playboy thing. channel and he would go up and hang out with his girlfriends and we would sit downstairs and watch Playboy. Nice. Yeah, so, wow. But that's that's my beginning introduction. Before Real we wrap up. In, oh, I wasn't thinking on mine. Uh, <laughs> but I do remember LimeWire. Y'all remember Lime Wire? I remember Lime Wire. So Lime, let's 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 talk to Ashley. Educate me. Let's go. So Lime Wire used to be this like big ass downloading platform file sharing. Yes, there we go. Mm -hmm. People would just upload all types of shit on there, and you could definitely catch a virus. I think that's how I got caught because there was viruses on the computer. You could. Computer viruses. Yeah, oh, computer, computer viruses. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you start starting out, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> a computer virus. A computer virus. Word. Yes. Okay, I'm with you. I'm that's why I downloaded a bunch of porn and saw shit like parodies. Yeah. And like, that, I don't know. I, it was it was weird. It was weird. I think maybe I started in like not chat rooms, but like being talked oh, to. I remember chat in, rooms. In those, yeah, yeah, in, there in, were chat rooms like that. Yeah. So I don't know. It might have been around there where shit started to actually escalate. Um, prior to that, I don't know. It, it could have been like the kids at school or some shit. Someone did was trying to say they wanted to have sex with me, but I didn't know they were, and they brought a condom, and I didn't know what that was. And they kept saying shit like, yeah, push in, push out, or some shit. And I was like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what that means. What is that? It was years later when I was like, oh, dumbass, you mean pull out. <laughs> Stupid. He didn't know what he was talking about either. <laughs> so, yeah, my intros are definitely scattered. Yeah. I probably started with mom and the CD computer game on how you can get pregnant. I'm telling y'all, it was a lot of stuff rooted in. Do not get pregnant. So I think that might have been actually my introduction to to sex. Playing like those computer games that just showed you through like the sperm and the uh, the sperm and the egg journey type mm. situation or something. So I mean, it was educational. Thanks, mom. <laughs> you just got me scared, woman. Like <laughs> that computer game has better sex education than I had in school. I swear, I learned a lot. Mm, I learned I a lot. I missed the game. Too. I didn't have that game, but I'm, that, that game sounds okay. like it has more education than I got yeah. when yeah. I was in. Mm. High you said you're too old. This is yeah. back when CDs was a thing. I mean, but I guess we were past that we're point. Past oh, guess, yeah, we had sex ed in school. school. So, we did not. Oh, you did? Yeah, they gave y'all games. We had real conversations. Mm. What? Like, real conversations. I was able to go yeah, to definitely. class and be like, but don't it do like this? Or, but what about this? And Amira, hush. Yeah. I, I was a virgin hush. because of sex head. Hmm. Like, no lie. As soon as I saw herpes, gonocephal herpes, all the whole line of them, like, they showed us what it looked like on the pickle box, what it looked like on the vagina. I ran. I was like, oh, hell no, I'm never touching that. And I remember my sex head teacher was like, you should look first. So the first time I had sex, I went and looked. Like, you know, we doing lift, it with the lights up, on. No, no, nah, I want to see the whole, like, what's your vagina look like? Check under the hood. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, because, you know, Wait. I want no parts of that. Yeah, <laughs> which further in- reinforces why we're here. Right. <laughs> I, I hate the fear-mongering, se- fear-mongering sex mm-hmm. ed. Like, I, you do... 
have to have those conversations. But I hate that it scares so many people away. Yeah, yeah. I wish it scared them to educate themselves more. But really, just I'm gonna I'm just chill over here. Well, it's kind of because they don't bring in both parts. Like we started yeah. with this whole conversation talking about pleasure, and no one yeah. talks about pleasure in sex ed. So it's you only are talking about the yin and not the yang. Like right. you're showing me all the negative things, but you're not showing me any of the positive things. But it's like what that would make a difference. Supposed to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why are we hiding the good part? Well, as we wrap this up, we're gonna we're gonna on our next episode. Y'all have to come back and watch with us. I hope you've enjoyed us today. Um, <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of this. Um, I hope you learned something. Hopefully, you can go home and, and ask your mom and your dad, like, how did we not get it right, or did we get it right? Mm-hmm. Um, and ask yourself oh, what we yeah. or tell us if, if your parents got it right. Drop yeah. it. Do we I have more? Like, of we stories. will have we'll have a YouTube account. Um, we will be on Facebook, Instagram. We will also be on Apple, Spotify, Google, um, all the places where you can get a podcast, and pretty much all the places that you can um, you can watch. And it will be also in the description of every episode that we drop. Um, so if you want to do the other things like subscribe and ring bells, you can do all that too um, and share it. But um, Bitch, on that note, over. yes, there it is, right? So our next episode, when we get into the it, educating the masses, we're going to talk about what? Sex, intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, safety. 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 Um, consent. Consent. Mm-hmm. And how to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? So we get to take a deep dive into pleasure. I love it. Uh, see, I'm she ready. loves it. I want it. She's like, I love that. Right. I love that. It's going to be everybody's world by the time we're done. Everybody's <laughs> world. All right, cool. Well, look, my good people, we appreciate y'all hanging out. I got to make this. This is for our sponsors um, because they said if we didn't say it, they was going to um, cut our, our camera cords. Turn the mics off. <laughs> Turn the mics off. They were going to cut the mic off. This program is supported by the Health Equity Innovation Hub at the University of Louisville. Views expressed are not necessarily those of the funder.